Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello Serie A fan, 2020 is over, Scudetto is back, we find the table much as we left it. Christmas champions Milan cling on to the crown, a resurgent Juve put them to the sword, and Inter's run of eight comes to an end. Elsewhere, emotional managers make the headlines, alongside ill-advised players breaking restrictions. All that and more, this episode of Scudetto. Hello Serie A fan, and a happy new year hope you have all had a very good break. Uh, just before I introduce the panel, a quick announcement. Uh, you will notice that it's not a Tuesday, and that is because due to the lockdown-related time constraints, additional responsibilities, i.e. children, uh, we've had to change the day. And for that same reason, we're also going to be doing mini-episodes until further notice. Uh, so Kenny, with that in mind, Happy New Year. Uh, tell us about your break. Happy New Year, Oscar. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. There was quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of alcohol consumed, which is why I'm going for an alcohol-free uh, beer tonight on tonight's show. Just uh, not dry January, just a couple of a couple of weeks of uh, abstinence, uh, which Boaz disapproves of, of course. Um, how was your break? Yeah, it was good. Uh, similarly, I, I am actually on the full dry January. Um, I've chosen myself a ginger beer. It's, it's called a pimento, and it's just insanely spicy. You, you witnessed my reaction on video to, to try I did. it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners are very lucky that uh, this is not a visual format because my face just tells it all. <laughs> but yeah, so my my um, alcohol free beer is a Brewdog Nanny State. Um, I'd like to feign uh, ignorance when I open it, but I've actually had it before. And as far as the alcohol-free ones go, it's probably my favorite one. So, Yeah, prob- probably is the best one. I- I'm generally in agreement with Baz on alcohol-free beers, which is why I'm drinking ginger beer, which is much nicer. Um, Boaz, Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing pretty well overall. Um, I've got, I was going to register a protest vote and uh, bring in a standard Israeli lager, namely because I have about 20 of them in my house. But uh, I just remembered that my mother called me up and said, hey, don't you drink beers on that podcast? I bought you a beer. And she brought me a single bottle of beer, which happened to be an IPA. So I'm going to try that. It's a Shapira IPA. Okay. So yeah, apologies um, for all of the teams that we don't talk about and talking points that we uh, don't get to. Um, We have to start with the kind of most recent and the biggest game probably that took place over the period. Uh, Juventus last night beat Milan 3-1 at home. Um, Juventus, we'll start with Juventus because we always start with Milan Bars. Um, Juventus went into Christmas having lost 3-0 to Fiorentina. Since then, kind of come out all guns blazing, really, haven't they, Kenny? 
Yeah, yeah, they have done. Um, it's difficult to know with Juventus because a couple of times so far this season, I've thought they've turned a corner. Uh, certainly, they've put together two very good results um, since coming back from the from the Christmas break. Uh, I actually thought the 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 Milan game uh, in particular, they looked. Uh, it was a, a really good game. It was could have gone uh, either way. Um, for me, I think. The, the thing that that game really sort of uh, swung on was just the quality that Juventus were able to bring off the bench. Uh, it was well uh, publicised, obviously, that Milan had the, a lot of uh, injury uh, worries going into this game, and then it wasn't helped on the day of the game when two players were struck down with with uh, COVID. Juve obviously had their, their own uh, issues with Cuadrado and Alexandro also uh, testing positive, but uh, I think yeah it was it was very obvious uh, that you know they were bringing players like Kulusevski uh, off of the off of the bench who essentially put the, put the game to bed uh, youngster but an international uh, and to me that 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 was the the difference. Uh, I, I started off this by saying that I, I I've thought that there were you know the dawns of a new era before only for Juve to, to trip up. Uh, they've got a couple of very difficult games coming up. They've got the game with Napoli, obviously, to to replay, uh, and they also have to play Inter at, at San Siro. So we'll see we'll see if this is um, what what you know a lot of people are expecting that it is. Yeah. And Boaz, from a, a Milan perspective, obviously last time we spoke, we were saying that Milan are on the verge of becoming Christmas champions, uh, which they obviously went on and did. Uh, has since been on a bit of a run. They beat Lazio, they beat Benevento, but obviously came unstuck a little bit last night. So a little bit of a setback, but they're probably pretty well positioned given the games that are coming up, wouldn't you say? And considering the other results from the midweek and the weekend, it probably wasn't the worst time to lose the game. Although it's kind of a shame to see this amazing 27-match run come to an end. As Kenny touched upon, there was um, numerous players missing through injuries. I think it was seven. And um, this has kind of been a theme for the past several games for Milan. And eventually something had to give. Um when you're bringing on 18-year-olds and um, even if their name is Maldini, you're still um, you're still not relying on much experience. And I think particularly with the loss of Rebic uh, so close to kickoff, uh, I felt meant that Milan lacked a focal point up front. Speaking of uh, focal points up front, the other thing we were going to touch on in this game is Dybala. Do we think Dybala is back now, Kenny? Well, certainly he was instrumental in uh, two of the the UV goals. Uh, for me, the the first one was just a vintage Dybala, really. That uh, it was a drag back, really, rather than a back heel. And he scored a wonderful goal as well at the weekend. Uh, so hopefully, I love Dybala. I'm a big big Dybala fan, but um, I'll readily admit that he hasn't been at his best. He struggled since coming back from from COVID. We'll have to wait and see, but he's he's certainly looking better. I think he he came off in the, in the second half, and Pirlo said that he's still not at you know completely at it. But um, we'll see. I did want to to actually draw attention to Leao, who I thought had a, an exceptional first half, and uh, perhaps that uh, is a bit of a, a shining light for Milan that he does really look like he's coming through. Although he did fade slightly in the in the second half. In the time it took Leao to score that goal a few weeks ago, <laughs> 250,000 McDonald's products were sold. Now, as he's talking about McDonald's, it's time to move on to the next <laughs> talking point. But 
Touching on Leao, that uh, he also scored the goal in the weekend. That was a bit of a wonder goal. It reminded me a bit of that Nwanku Kanu goal against Chelsea. Talking about just adding a little bit to Dybala, it's interesting that um, he indeed had a really good game against Milan, but it kind of possibly resulted in Cristiano Ronaldo not uh, performing to his best. And I think... I mean, this might be a little bit controversial, but I think that may- maybe if Juventus are thinking of shifting someone on, maybe the slightly older player of the two is the one that... Slur- sorry, maybe the slightly younger player is the one that's worth keeping on. Okay, as punishment for going over the time, bars, I'm going to make you answer questions about Inter now. Inter, obviously, <laughs> had been on a pretty amazing run, a run of eight wins in a row, which I'm reliably formed is the best since Mourinho other managers put more than seven in a row together since um they were down at half time against crotone 2-1 came back to win 6-2 uh they're down last night at half time against sam and failed to come back uh kenny you watched that one what was the difference well the difference was the the opposition subdaria were very very well organized and i saw i haven't seen that much of uh, sampdoria in sort of entire games uh, this season but i saw a, a few back to back including the atalanta game and what i mentioned about that one where they they actually beat atalanta was how well organized they were and how purposeful they were on the break and how clinical they were the same was true against the uh, inter obviously there are a lot of caveats this uh, Inter Alexis Sanchez in particular missed a penalty. Apparently, his eighth out of his last 12, which is a pretty damning stat. I think we we're talking about how bad Zlatan's penalties were, but that's uh, not an enviable statistic. How is he still taking them? Well, uh, yeah, good question. But yeah, it, it really did look, I was speaking to you guys uh, during the game, and it really did look like they could have they could have played on for another 90 minutes and not got the equalizer really Sampdoria were really really well organized some great keeping as well um it just wasn't they, they can't keep on giving themselves these mountains to climb sooner or later you know they're going to come up short you can't keep giving teams head starts yeah certainly um and they've as mentioned before they, they've got some tough fixtures coming up uh, the one that you mentioned against Juventus next game they've got Roma uh, could could see a bit of a gap start to open up at the top there could be bears it's uh, definitely going to be a narrative-filled um, couple of weeks. I'm not sure if um, Milan, with all their absences, can uh, recover from this loss quickly, although Pioli's words suggest they're already back in training with, with the right mind. But I also wouldn't discount Inter winning one or two of these games. They're a very emotional team and uh, kind of like their manager, and it, you just never know what you're going to get with them. Yeah, that's a good segue, emotional managers, because... Um... The last talking point is, or yeah, the penultimate talking point, in fact, is uh, Napoli 1, Spezia 2. Uh, the Gattuso quotes after that game were, were quite an entertaining uh, read or watch, weren't they, Kenny? Yeah, I mean they're pretty pretty damning if you're uh, if you're a Napoli player. Um, I'll, I'll read I'll read his quote out, which was, um, "We're throwing away the league. Uh, everything burns, but we have to understand why certain things happen. Every defeat has been the same. Sixty shots in our last two games, total dominance. But at the first moment of difficulty, we do unbelievable things. The thing that disappoints me the most is that we don't even consider that Spezia are capable of equalizing." And when they do, we lose it. We do absurd things. 
Um, and I mean, you can understand his frustration, really. That's, I think, the last five games, uh, Napoli have picked up four points. And this is a team that we were saying uh, a couple of months ago, you know, could they be contenders? You know, could they be outsiders for the title? Um, Gattuso obviously thought that they were. They've given themselves, uh, yeah, a huge mountain to climb. I've written Atalanta off. Uh, and they were big outsiders at the beginning, but they're only a point behind Napoli. And if Atalanta have got no chance of winning it, then on the, the contrasting forms of the two sides, then Napoli certainly um, don't don't stand the chance. But yeah, pretty damning. And Napoli, of course, went into Retiro before Christmas, and uh, it looked like. It had worked when they came back and won uh, 4-1 against Cagliari. But uh, perhaps uh, Spezia's coach, Vinny Italian's quotes about the Napoli game were the most damning thing. And uh, he basically said, an important result for us, but that was our worst performance all season. Yeah, don't want to talk too much more um, about linger too much longer on Napoli, but I, I think we do have to discuss uh, Victor Simen's uh, stupid party, really, don't we? I mean, the videos were circulated on Twitter. He attended a party over the Christmas break at which he was certainly not observing social distancing rules uh, and has since tested positive for COVID. Just, I don't know what we can say about it, really. There have been examples in other leagues of players doing similar things, and you just think, like, how, how out of touch can you be, really? I don't know what you guys think. It's also more frustrating because he's been injured for so long recently. And um, just as Napoli were hoping to have him back, and by the looks of it, they really need him, he's gone and done something quite silly. I mean, I don't want to be the guy who says footballers should be role models and kids look up to them, but particularly in this time when we're pretty much all in the same boat regarding, regardless of where we work or how much money we make, these guys should really be a little bit smarter. Yeah, don't think there's uh, anything more to say on it, really. Um or at the very least, don't post it on social media, you know, like do break the laws if you really need to. But like, guys, like then don't leave any evidence. Just to say, though, to Aussie men's credit and what well, I'm not sure if it's to his credit, he has acknowledged uh, how this ends up in a policy. He does have a, there is a slight uh, excuse in there, which was it was a surprise party. I wasn't aware of it. But it's, I mean, presumably you should be carrying a, a mask around anyway, buddy. But yeah, I mean, he he said that it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. I apologize. Uh, Gattuso as well has handled it very well, I think. I don't want to keep going on about how how well Gattuso handles these situations. But he basically said, look, the guy did something stupid. He knows he did something stupid. Um, But I've got, um, I I hold my hands up as well because I was the one who sanctioned his sanctioned his trip there um and you know if you're if you get those on that is true then you've got to be feeling pretty let down now if you you know sanction sanction a trip home for one of your players and then they, they let you down in that way but i guess move on move on it's in the past now yeah gattuso is a great man he would have chinned joe jordan and uh, that's what i've got <laughs> to say about it um on the topic of atalanta we, yeah we were going to talk about atalanta it's but we don't really have time i mean it's all going a bit wrong or it was all going a bit wrong for them earlier in the season. Uh, but since they beat Ajax, they've put a bit of a run together. Last two games, they've scored eight goals and they're now just two points off Juve in fourth. Yeah, probably won't go into it much more than that. Kenny, you've got a couple of honourables from the Atalanta camp though, haven't you? Yeah, so the first one, and uh, it comes with an apology if I'm butchering this name, um, but the first one is for Atalanta's new right-back. They have uh, They have cover 
for Hattabur at right back now, which is uh, Mele. I, I believe it's pronounced, but yeah, ap- apologies if not. Uh, but the reason for the honourable is that he was brought in at Genk to replace a certain outgoing Timothy Castagne, and now he is being brought in at Atalanta to essentially replace a certain Timothy Castagne. Um, so I thought that was some nice symmetry. The other one's actually for Angel Di Maria, who is not an Atalanta player. Um, but Papu Gomez shared a, <laughs> shared a picture of himself on Instagram uh, carrying... Footballs, basically, at Atalanta's training ground, carrying a bag of balls. Um, and Angel Di Maria commented on the picture saying, that's all you're able to do these days, or that's all that's left for you these days, which I think, uh, I think in fairness, Gomez took fairly well. He uh, apparently replied with an emoji, like, you know, the hands up, what can you do emoji, uh, and a sort of laughing face as well. Yeah. Oh, also, before we do move on, um, we it's not an honourable mention, but uh, worth noting that Ilicic is absolutely back on it for Atalanta, so that's looking very good. Yeah, hopefully he's not uh, carrying a sack of balls by the end of the season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to give a quick honourable to Roma. We're not going to talk about them, but since they lost Atalanta, they've won three games in a row, scored seven goals. Mkhitaryan is in absolutely sizzling form. I think he's scored nine goals this season um, and a handful of assists as well and really just uh, a joy to watch at the moment. Boaz, you have an honourable for Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku reached um, 50 goals for Inter in 70 matches and that is uh, seven games quicker than the great Ronaldo Fenomeno did. So fantastic performance. Obviously this uh, kicked off a bunch of people on social media saying, oh, you but do you really think Ronaldo is not as good as Lukaku and stuff like that? No, he's just reached this goal. He's reached this goal way quicker. Yeah, also worth noting on Lukaku, an interesting point. Uh, Inter have played five games without Lukaku in the starting lineup this season. Uh, they've won only one of those, um, drawing two and uh, losing two. So, yeah. And I'm not sure if we mentioned it uh, earlier in the season, but uh, Lukaku came out with some really interesting quotes. I think it was last month where he said that for his first uh, three or four months at Inter, Conte had him train with uh, Ranocchio, who's a 1m85 defender, just behind him, trying to turn him for every single training session, which kind of shows what kind of a manager Conte is, and but also kind of suggests Lukaku's improvement in front of goal. Yeah, fair play. Uh, definitely wouldn't have wanted to uh, play that role personally. Um, we've got another honourable... Quick shout-out for Torino. Uh, yeah, quick shout out for Torino because we're not going to speak about them, definitely. Yeah, amazing. Um, they're 1-0 up with 15 minutes to go and they actually won 3-0 rather than losing uh, for starters. So that was uh, that was a nice turn up for the books. I highly recommend checking out the celebrations for the, the second goal where they finally got this uh, monkey off their back and they celebrated like they won, like they daily celebrated the 1982 World Cup. It was amazing. God, it must have been such a relief for them though but yeah they followed that up by then themselves doing a sort of a mirror of uh, what they normally do uh, they were actually trailing with just over five minutes to go uh, against Verona and uh, came back to, to equalize so things looking up for Gianpaolo. Okay some uh, speedy honorables we are running out of time Buzz. On the quick subject of Conte which we've we already mentioned there was a fantastic clip of um uh, Antonio Conte shouting at Vidal who had just conceded the penalty and he's telling him not to break the dick um, <laughs> over and over 
and it's because the stadiums are empty it's it's really echoing it's fantastic you should check this video clip out and uh benevento um with another team we're not gonna have time to speak about but honorable for being in 10th position yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, they, they beat Cagliari 2-1 as well. So the run keeps on going. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, what, what season they're having. And I want to give an honorable mention to um, Verona player Mattia Zaccani, who scored a wonder goal of a overhead kick. And the, the kind of goal that if it was scored by uh, Lewandowski or Harry Kane would be on in everyone's uh, Twitter feed. But because it was scored by lowly Verona, it's it's kind of a Serie A exclusive. Yeah, it was glorious, wasn't it? Like textbook overhead kick. The whole move is lovely as well. And Verona plays some great football. So for the hipsters out there who don't want to watch Atalanta, they're not a bad option. Because we always have time to talk about Zlatan and Honorable for his uh, sauna video. Uh, running out of a sauna into a pile of snow. A scenario familiar <laughs> to me. Over the course of this year, Zlatan's also been in the news uh, in the past few weeks because he's um, he's been announced as one of the co-hosts of uh, the infamous uh, Sanremo festival, and th- this is going to be for five nights. And apparently, the Milan management uh, raised their eyebrows a little bit because Milan play two or three games in this period. Thanks for that. All right, that is all we've got time for this week. Um, we'll speak to you around this time next week. Uh, until then, enjoy the football che sta decretando lo scudetto del Milan in questo preciso istante finita la Juventus è campione d'Italia questa data il 6 maggio si anticipo la Roma è campione d'Italia per la stagione 2000-2001 il titolo del 2008 l'Inter è campione d'Italia sedicesimo scudetto per la squadra Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.